I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. special going on? Sorry, Ed. You know the rules. If we're going to move forward, this is the next logical step. I'm ready for you. Are you sure? Positive. There goes nothing. Sebastian? Are you in here? So, what's it like being a ghost? Ghost or dead? I'm very much alive. The question is, what would you do if you knew you couldn't be seen? Hey there, and welcome to Rewatchability. My name is Blaine. Joining me as always is... Robert Larone. We're not doing last names anymore, Waters. <laughs> and... Jam. Okay. I, I don't want my last name on this. <laughs> you see this movie? Neither did a lot of people on this movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're the podcast where we rewatch old movies and TV shows to see how they hold up over time. We're part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network. And we also want to thank our Patreon subscribers. Those are people that go to patreon.com slash rewatchability. And they give us one, three, five dollars to make us do movies like Hollow Man. Fills us up inside. <laughs> right. So we're not... Hollow yes. men. Aha. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but thank you so much, Patreon subscribers, for doing that. It means a lot to us. And now we're going to get into this amazing feat of cinema. I, it's crazy. <laughs> you guys hate me so much right now. <laughs> like oh, the, is this your idea? The animosity. Yeah. I mean, oh. this was my idea. Yeah, now we hate you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were willing to like give it to someone else. You're like, I just hate this movie, but no, I hate. Well, I can see now. Rob suggesting it. Yeah, that's I'm an idiot. That's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's go around the circle. Rob, have you seen Hollow Man before? Yeah, I did see Hollow Man. I remember we rented it one weekend at my dad's place because this was the sort of movie that we were into at the time. Like, right. The sort of action sci-fi thriller. Paul Verhoeven. Fucking love Paul Verhoeven. Who doesn't? Dude, RoboCop? Yeah. Bitch, I'm talking Total Recall. <laughs> Sorry, I take back the bit. Total Recall. <laughs> that was kind of hurtful. It's an excellent film. I'm always going to remember that you said bitch before Total Recall. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just based on those two, I mean, I didn't know he directed it at the time, but we yeah. saw it. I remember thinking it was pretty interesting. I don't remember feeling strongly about it either way, but I like Invisible man-type movies, like we also talked about briefly last week, not on the podcast, but in real life, we managed to do that for a second. We talked about Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Oh, yeah, Chevy Chase. That's right. Yeah. The John Carpenter directed that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully there's room to do another Invisible Man movie on this podcast at some point. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember having strong feelings about this. It seemed okay, like a lot of movies seemed okay at the time. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What, what about you, Jam? Have you seen this movie before? Uh, yeah, I saw this in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> and now you're hating on me for making you, re- you watch it on video, you know, any time of day. And you went to the theater to see this the first time. I did. Well, I was back in the, you know, when I was in high school, I pretty much saw every, I had the time to go see right. movies, even if they look stupid. Right. So me suggesting this was like taking time away from your kids to watch this movie yeah they're like you, you want to go play so catch and i was like no sorry gotta, <laughs> gotta put hollow man on you gotta watch kevin bacon's yeah. weird invisible penis uh, <laughs> it was very visible <laughs> <laughs> 
I also like Invisible Man movies. I like uh, Memoirs of an Invisible Man. I like even like the Claude Rains oh. uh, original. I I love. I don't know if you guys ever watched Amazon Women on the Moon. No. There's a great. Segment. I don't even have a telescope. Okay. <laughs> no, there's a, there's a skit with this like son of the Invisible Man, and it's Ed Begley Jr. And he takes his father's in, and it's made to look like an old, you know, universal right. horror movie. And he takes his father's invisibility serum, and uh, but it doesn't turn him invisible. But he doesn't realize that, so he goes down to like the local bar and just like strips off all his clothes and is right. like running around like an idiot, thinking he's invisible. So yeah, I, I like those kind of stories, and I don't really remember much about this movie. I remember thinking that it was kind of honest in a way that. It was the first right. Invisible We're Man movie that was JM like, here. no, not not <laughs> honest for me, but I mean, it was made by for Paul Fairhoven for yeah. one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair. But also, like, it, it maybe I'm wrong, but it might be the first Invisible Man movie to acknowledge that, like, the Invisible Man would probably be a big creep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think they don't do it well. We'll, we'll get into it, but uh, and they take it in some very unpleasant directions. But I, I do. Th- Remember having a certain respect's not the right word, but like <laughs> a begrudging uh, acknowledgement of the fact that they took the Invisible Man story in a kind of darker, pervier direction. Which, <laughs> yeah, you know, I will. We'll I mean, we have so much to get into, but uh, yeah, I, I have hazy memories of seeing in the theater with a shame-filled audience. <laughs> uh, Everyone just not looking at each other by the end of the movie. <laughs> yeah, we were all invisible to each other by the end of that movie. What about you? I saw this at the at the drive-in. One of my older sisters took me to the drive-in. And, okay, and it was not it was not for me uh, at the time. I didn't really like it. <laughs> was it I, a double bill? Did you see um, something else? I can't remember what else I I saw it with, but yeah, it's always double bills. And I just remember seeing like in the back seat. Trying to like see the screen <laughs> through the. <laughs> Who's he assaulting now, sis? <laughs> Why exactly. can't you be invisible? <laughs> Describe exactly what's happening, sister of mine. Um, yeah, it was awkward. <laughs> it was not a good uh, family movie. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't enjoy that part of it. I I did. I remember liking Kevin Bacon in it. I love Tremors and stuff. I loved Kevin Bacon movies, mm-hmm. and so I was like, this is this is great. And then I remember being like. Kevin Bacon's kind of an asshole. Like, what's happening to anyway? So, I didn't like his transformation into a it was bad before guy. Before you knew what movies were, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. This guy was so nice a few years ago. I know. He defeated those worms underground for the rest of us. And no, I, I just hated like the that Superman movie where Superman turned into a bad guy. You know, like these these Superman people, three. Yeah, like these people you like and kind of respect, and then they become. Evil villains. I, I had a right. problem with that as a kid. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Yeah. Wasn't Superman three? Wasn't he like an evil doppelganger? It wasn't really Superman. Oh, I guess it was. No, yeah, was the, but then he like splits right? in two. It was the red kryptonite, yeah. and he just kind of acted drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then, he, then when he wants to like, because he splits in two and fights himself. Yeah. At point. Oh, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to do it someday. Anyway, yeah, I just remember I I was pretty tepid about this movie too, but. People weren't tepid about this movie. People like viscerally hated this movie oh. when it came out. Like the, <laughs> the 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 people hated it so much, and I never really understood why. And so I was like, <laughs> because we're men and we were children. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, yeah, I mean, it definitely couldn't be made today, nor should it have been made then. Maybe no, but well, we'll, we'll yeah, get it. I think I, it could be made today. Yeah, I mean, just stick the president into the Hollow Man part, and then you you have yeah. a biography. But I think that like there is a sense because we were kids at the time, or you know, we were in high school, so we weren't like as attuned to some of the uh, more uh, problematic aspects of the movie. But I was yeah. looking at some you know like reviews at the time where like it's not like one of those things where it's like oh back in two thousand that was okay. It's like no, yeah. the people <laughs> who watched this movie thought it was pretty contemptible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Roger Ebert described it as like the most vicious movie Hollywood had turned out. Vicious. Wow. wow. I know. Anyway, well, let's let's get into the movie. Rob, do you want to run down the the kind of subtleties, the, the complexities of this film for us? I will try my best. <laughs> it starts with a mouse. No, a rat. <laughs> Wait. Let's be clear. It's a rat. Yeah. And it's just, <laughs> just doing rat things. And then all of a sudden it gets 
eaten by nothing. And then there's just like blood splattered on like this snarling jaw. And it's an invisible gorilla. This is a story about <laughs> – This is a book report. <laughs> this is, this right is a This American Life segment. <laughs> Act one, <laughs> monkey business. <laughs> it's about these scientists. I use that word loosely. <laughs> they are headed by Kevin Bacon and their job, their mission is to develop an invisibility serum. And at the beginning of the movie, it seems like it's worked because they have this invisible gorilla. <laughs> it's the name of my trip-hop band. <laughs> but... This, it, this is so stupid, right? From the like, how did he pitch? How did anyone pitch this movie? We're going to open on an invisible gorilla, and the movie only gets better from here. And the executives are like, "It better, it should." Jesus Christ! But they have this serum that turns things invisible. But the problem is, is that they haven't figured out how to make things uninvisible. I, I visible, I guess is the <laughs> word they use. <laughs> Wait, no, they make the gorilla visible, don't they? Yeah, but after he like Kevin Bacon shows how genius he is by yeah. by painting those dots on the screen different colors. He has to do uh. a lot of sciencing before he gets to that point. Yeah. And he It was Dr. Mario. <laughs> it definitely looked like it. That guy gave me my pills addiction. <laughs> uh, but Kevin Bacon he has to do all this science saying while still being a remarkable asshole. <laughs> like this isn't one of those stories where like the power corrupts him and makes him into a no. bad person. He was already a bad person at the beginning yeah. and they decided to just let him roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> He's an asshole. Everyone seems like they're just like actors at like a summer th- theater in this movie right like they respond to everything like they're actors they don't respond like the dialogue is not full of sciencey talk these scientists uh, have not gone to school to learn anything at one point he's like why is this vet we hired so concerned about the animals it's like <laughs> well, what are you talking about you hired a vet it's just yeah. no one understands each other's job or like what the, like the foundational tenets of science. It's iffy. I mean, because they all have their roles in the science thing, but they're largely <laughs> made up so that we can have the maximum drama. Like right. later on, the vet is still helping out with Kevin yeah. Bacon's transformation. He's not an animal. Well, not yet. He just acts like one. Yeah. Yeah. And there's also it's in like this. It's not in just like a regular lab. It's in like an underground bunker place yeah you're right like you have to enter in through like a vacant like warehouse yeah Yeah, and it looks shitty it looks like the spaceship in like jason x or something like it looks (laughs) like a bad sci-fi they must have repurposed that set from somewhere because like why else have it there like what would they what would they do in yeah it was like the cheapest (laughs) rental property available yeah exactly (laughs) well we have this mine shaft for you it's like yes yes we'll save money there good enough (laughs) (laughs) but they figure out how to turn this gorilla visible and that means it's a big success so they go and talk to the pentagon and all of their like overseers and they're like hey i mean they're going to be like hey we figured it out it's ready to go but kevin bacon he does something unexpected he says oh I need more time to figure out how to do it when we're like, we've just seen him do it. What, what's he talking about? Yeah, and Elizabeth Shue and Josh Brolin, who are also in this movie. Yes. Crazy enough. They're like, what the fuck, man? And he's like, I want to test it on a person first. Yeah. And he, of course, volunteers to, uh, mm-hmm. to do that himself. And he's like, like, let's give the creepiest person in the room <laughs> the craziest superpower we can think of. Yeah. Yeah, let's give the guy that's iffy around women invisibility. That's that's a that's a yeah be great. And so they turn him invisible, mm-hmm. and now they can't see him. It works, you know. It's it's a harrowing process. It seems like maybe he's gonna bite it during yeah. the procedure, but he lives, and it works. So that's great. They're gonna keep him invisible for three days, and then he's gonna come back just like Jesus Christ. <laughs> Out of the cave. They're in a cave. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the first thing he does, though, is start, like, whispering in their ears and, like, freaking them out. 
and also hiding behind machinery. He basically, like he's invisible. Why does he have to hide behind machinery? He basically is invisible for five minutes when he starts sexually assaulting people. Yeah. It's like the second thing he does. Yeah, which was, I think, cut out of the theatrical release. But we all. No, it was not. No? I saw it in the theaters. I definitely the, the saw it. The boob grab? That was definitely in the movie. Oh, when my I saw Lord. It. Okay. Yeah. That was like the one thing I remembered from this movie. Because, <laughs> <laughs> again, because it was like. It's it's the, literally the same evening he gets turned invisible. Yeah. Because I think there is like a version of this movie, like presumably a second draft, where like <laughs> he was a guy that people liked and respected at the beginning and he kind of slowly – we slowly realized that underneath all of those social conventions that he really is this kind of toxic bad dude and right. all of those impulses come out when he's given this power. Like mm-hmm. an anti-privacy movie kind of thing. Yeah. Like if you have privacy, then you'll do anything. Well, yeah, yeah. Something like or even just, yeah, what, realizing that, like, he can get away with things. Like, right. what was keeping him from doing bad things wasn't good in him. It was, you know, mm-hmm. what was kind of foisted upon him by society. But instead, like, this guy, like, you, you can sense, like, while he's, like, turning himself invisible, this is in the back of his mind. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, trying to think of who he's going to, like, creep on first. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, and he, sadly, it's uh, Jody Stubbs from Deadwood. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> God, and like the like even before he turns invisible, he does like kind of expose himself to the two females on staff. Oh, oh yeah! Like he's just like maybe we should pick someone else at this point. No, 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 get him under the covers. That's where he should he should because be under a sheet right now. There's a blanket. Fuck. Like he he is supposed to be under a sheet, but he strips off his clothes and stands there for like several seconds before getting under the sheet. Yeah. He says. Ladies, <laughs> like it's so gross. Yeah, and they, so they're not even like what the fuck. Like this guy, they kind of like giggle or something. Like every scientist in this movie reacts like a teenager to everything. <laughs> like they giggle. Elizabeth Shue at one point when he's like, "No, I'm going to test it on myself. We're not going to tell the Pentagon that's funding this project was happening." And he's like, "Get in the car," and they get in his convertible, and then he floors it away, and you hear Elizabeth Shue go, "Woohoo!" Yeah, like, you just agreed to lie to the government. I like, just picture you... like when the producer of this movie wanted to buy the script, and he like called the screenwriter. It was like that scene in Almost Famous where he realized it was like a fifteen-year-old boy. <laughs> right? Oh uh, yeah. yes. And then the Invisible Man touches the woman's booby. I mean, rest. <laughs> oh god! Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to mention before he turns invisible, he waves a giant red flag by just like telling a weird rape joke. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the yeah. Superman or the yeah Superman Wonder Woman Invisible Man. Yeah. yeah, Superman is flying over Metropolis, right? He's horny as hell. He's checking out the rooftops, and all of a sudden he sees Wonder Woman sunning herself on the roof of the Justice League. Okay, I mean she's lying there, buck naked, spread eagle, looking like she wants to be fucked, right? So Superman, he said to himself, "Oh my God, I gotta get myself some of that Wonder Pussy." But then. He realizes that he could fly down, do a little fast pumping and be gone before she even knows it because he's Superman, right? He's faster than a speeding bullet, right? So Superman, he swoops down, he fucks her so quick she doesn't even see him. Wonder Woman sits up, says, what the fuck was that? And the invisible man says, I don't know, but my asshole is killing me. Again, like, because this is what he's thinking of the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. And he and he keeps on like no one laughs at it. And he goes, that's funny, right? That's funny. Like uh, He's like the worst guy. Had they not invented HR departments in the year 2000? <laughs> <I know. laughs> oh, uh, it's uh, like you wonder if he even knows that he's like inventing this for military purposes. <laughs> if he just thinks that this is going to be distributed to the creepiest men in America. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So he does. He starts. Uh, he starts that uh, the the vet. Yeah. His, yeah. Played yeah. by Kim Dickens. Yeah. And, uh, and then he crawls back in the sheets, and, and she sees him crawl back in, and he's like, kind of waves to the camera, like, "I've been here the whole time." So awful. Oh yeah. Like, Why are you awake? Yeah. He's like, "Oh, I was just getting coffee." It's the worst. Also, I was reading. I read like a. You know, the AV club used to do those random roles. Right. Yes. And they did one with Kim Dickens and they asked her about this. And uh, she didn't seem to hate the movie. She was like, oh, it wasn't that bad. But then she said that for for that scene, everyone else got to have like a long weekend. And she spent like two days straight with like a, a special effects puppeteer to like make her breast look like it was being groped by 
by Invisible Kevin Bacon. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It just sounds like the – like, uh, yeah. It's like the same technology that made like BB-8 <laughs> come to life <laughs> was being used for that in 2000. <laughs> That's why we need the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> Get those puppeteers doing something. Yeah. <laughs> something that benefits yeah, the world. Yeah, built on the back of the so. devil's playthings. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. 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 That was awful. But so they are going to wait three days and then turn them back visible. But something goes wrong. I mean – Something has already gone wrong. I mean other than him being a massive dick, they give him the visibility serum. It kind of looks like Kool-Aid or Mr. Freezy. Yeah. It's like the different color of slushy that you can get. Yeah, that's right. Because he already got the blue one. Now he's getting the <laughs> red. the red one. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> and it seems like he's turning visible but then it like snaps back and he becomes invisible again. Yeah. So you know what that means. <laughs> More assault. <laughs> Wait, I have another question about the Kim Dickens scene. Yes. Why is she even there? Because she's a vet while they're experimenting on animals, but they're not experimenting on it. An- like, why does she have the night shift guarding this weird dude that she doesn't like? Who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Why did Why did Paul Verhoeven make her like like it before she woke up? That was also yeah. the thing that I. Nope. And also, like, Ooh. she straight yeah. up knows what happens and tells everyone what happens. And, and then they're no like, one does yeah, anything. they're like, well, we should, like, report this or something. She's like, no. Well, I mean, I think that I mean, I scene, guess that's, I mean, yeah. st- statistically that's what happens. Yeah. I mean, let's yeah. give Paul Verhoeven a little bit of credit. Like, I, that is exactly what yeah. we're told happens all the time when women get sexually assaulted, yeah. especially in the workplace, especially in an underground military lab oh, with God, Kevin Bacon. No, no. <laughs> Oh, it's awful. So Yeah. But again, like the movie is so bad because it doesn't even like build up to him doing this horrible thing. No. Again, it's this is like the first thing he does. Well, well and, and the first thing he does when he like leaves this facility is to do that on like a bigger scale. He escapes at one point by making a loop of the thermal security footage. Yeah. And he, he Ferris speed. Bueller's it. <laughs> yeah, he exactly. Ferris Bueller's it. And they've made him this latex mask which is really creepy and uh i mean it it kind of makes him look like a burn victim or something yeah but it's very disturbing but anyway he goes back to his apartment and earlier in the movie he was creeping on his neighbor across the way in a sort of rear window sort of fashion and then he just well, uh, Jimmy Stewart wasn't just perving on his neighbors <laughs> he thought he saw a murder <laughs> yeah because he was perving that's true <laughs> and frankly I think seeing a murder was just an excuse to go over there <laughs> maybe maybe Kevin Bacon was like oh did I just see a murder no that's too <laughs> that's too far and it's fucking terrible like yeah. I yeah. I you know, I hate that I had to watch this in this stupid fucking movie, yep. even though I think that Paul Verhoeven is trying to say something, even if he's not maybe saying it in the most complex way. Well, he puts the viewers into the kind of character who does the assaulting. Yeah, he wants to make viewpoint. us complicit, his and POV. he's exploiting the voyeuristic tendencies of cinema, yeah. and it's very male gazy. But anyway, Kevin Bacon— Very uncomfortable. Well, first, before he goes over there, because he sees his neighbor, like, stripping across the street— and he says to no one, he's like, no, I can't. But no one will know. <laughs> like, he's just, <laughs> Jesus oh, yeah, so that's stupid. Right. Yeah, he's like the most arch villain there is. And so- again, he like literally just groped his coworker. Like, this is yeah. like a baby step to what he does next. He's already, ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Just like, it's a terrible movie. And then even the way they made the terrible movie is just so inept. <laughs> The way they tell the story that shouldn't be told. Yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, there's no leading up to these things. It's like I feel like there is – the writers almost are like, well, it is leading up because he like inappropriately touches someone and there's rape. And then he goes to murder. But it's, all those things are so awful that uh, it's not leading up to anything. Yeah. Anyway. No, so yeah, he like really violently rapes his neighbor. It's, it's, it's a terrible fucking scene and I can't believe that it's in this – Hollywood movie like it seems way too violent and graphic and I I think that there's the director's cut version of it which has a longer and more disturbing rape scene in it I think yeah because I don't remember 
it being that uh, severe. Yeah. Or that like – yeah, I, I, my memory of it in the theater was that they kind of cut away or, you know, yeah. you know m- m- suggested it more than the, – the version I saw streaming was like quite graphic. Yeah. It was, it was pretty graphic. Yeah, it's awful. And it, so follow us on Twitter and <laughs> <laughs> hit, smash that like button. Uh, yeah, yeah. But but back at the uh, science back at the ranch. Uh, yeah. Oh my god. Well, I didn't talk about the sort of human relationships of the science crew because they're we, barely human. They're barely human. Well, we got like Elizabeth Shue and Josh Brolin are having this. Uh, affair or they're together they're just having a relationship it's just a relation i you know i'm just what do you call it when you're just sleeping together and your colleagues and you can't tell your boss because your boss is jealous because he slept with you and now there's a whole thing what do you call that it's Blaine? A it's classic classic hollow man scenario <laughs> <laughs> this is this is where that famous saying dude came from. she totally hollow man me <laughs> are you okay <laughs> no no the other hollow man yeah. i would like this movie a lot more if instead of uh brolin it turned out she was having a steamy affair with joey slotnick <laughs> <laughs> i bet yeah i bet he gets some tail <laughs> I said that. Jesus I uh... Oh, and the other guy in the lab is uh, is his name Greg Gren? Yeah, the guy Grenberg? from Heroes, right? Yeah, Heroes. Yeah. I've never seen him in something that's not a J.J. Abrams vehicle. Yeah, I I like wanted to Google if this movie was like ghost directed <laughs> by J.J. Abrams because that guy was in it. I could not like take it seriously with that guy in it because he's always wearing his headphones around his neck, <laughs> yeah. even when. Like scientists do. I know he also is really pervy. Like the, I guess the yeah the two guys. He's he asked when um, Kevin Bacon comes back. He's like, so what'd you do out in the world? Did you did you scare some girls? <laughs> like, <laughs> what, you are like thirteen. Well, yeah, the like, and then uh, the the other scientist says, <laughs> and how old yeah. are you? I'm thirty eight. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's the thing. It's like, uh, so what do these scientists do on their downtime? Oh, they just. Uh, they have a lot of sex because uh, that's what <laughs> adults do, right? They just only have sex when they're not working. So Elizabeth Shue and Josh Brolin are only having sex when they're together, when they're not at the at the place. Yeah, they never eat dinner. No. <laughs> they don't take time out for anything. No. Well, no, they don't take time out for anything at all. Like at the point where they're going to make Kevin Bacon invisible, Elizabeth Shue is basically trying to go down on Josh Brolin. He's like, I have some safety concerns. <laughs> is this ethical? No, he's, he says he says he's that guy has a big shadow because uh, uh, oh, yeah, Kevin right. Bacon used to date Elizabeth Shue, but yeah. now they broke up and now she's dating Josh Brolin. And so he's like, Kevin Bacon, you know, big shoes to fill. He has a big shadow talking about obviously his his – you know, invisible penis. And then she goes, but you fit better, which I thought was kind of just like, but you're, you're smaller. Like, I don't know. Small consolation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It didn't feel, didn't feel right. How did we let him talk us into this? <sighs> Can we talk about it later? I'm trying to make love to you. You realize that we're risking our professional lives here? <sighs> yes, Matt, I realize. Well, why do we agree to it? Because we're suckers. Hmm. And because sometimes when you get to the edge of the map, hmm. you have to keep sailing to see what's out there. <laughs> <sighs> and maybe because we both know that Sebastian can pull it off. Hmm. Let me ask you another question. Is it about who's going to be on top? <laughs> It was also weird that like he kept saying that like everyone hates seemingly hates this guy and thinks he's creep and yeah he's like oh you probably still have feelings for Kevin Bacon even though everyone seems repulsed by him all <laughs> yeah, the time exactly. yeah he's clearly like a the alpha male so you probably like him right no like inappropriately does everything this is awful yeah anyway so and I know he has a complex. large penis because he showed it to everyone <laughs> <laughs> didn't seem that big I mean without the skin on it <laughs> oh god. <laughs> He's a grower, Rob. He's a grower. Yeah, you do see a lot of the, like not his penis, but the musculature of his penis. Yeah. So it might have been like, I don't know. 
what did the what did the ratings people do for that? Were they like, ah, oh, well, it's not a penis if it doesn't have skin on it? It probably doesn't count. Yeah, yeah. it's the skin that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> if they could make Body Works pornos, that would be PG. <laughs> oh, I man. guess they do. At the end of this movie, when like he's kind of like visible with the skin off and was chasing everybody. Yeah. That's a hundred percent what I thought was going to happen at body works. It's <laughs> <laughs> just terrified. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Too terrified. <laughs> yeah. So then he, uh, he starts going crazy. I yeah. mean, they're all locked down there. Elizabeth Shue gives him an ultimatum. If he tries to escape from the lab again, then they're going to tell the uh, people who are in charge and they'll shut everything down. So she follows through on that and goes and tells the uh, his mentor dude, and he's about to call all the generals. But uh, before he can tell anybody, Kevin Bacon comes invisible and uh, drowns him in the pool. Yeah, it's uh, it's very harrowing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of interesting to see like Kevin Bacon's the volume of Kevin Bacon in the pool, and he's not like you know. He's like invisible. <laughs> yeah, the volume of Kevin Bacon is really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it is. I mean, the the effects are are pretty cool, and we'll talk about that in the second half of it. But there's a lot that went into this really horrible movie. Yeah, <laughs> there's a lot, a lot of like genius that went into this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad they didn't develop the script. Yeah, it's also all. got this big. Uh, booming score by is it jerry goldsmith yeah. or someone like it's because this movie like you're watching it and it feels like it it apart from the special effects like the sets and everything look very cheap and it's got yeah. these like weird random character actors mm-hmm. and it's got this kind of grungy gross plot like it feels like you know a c movie from you know the 70s or something yeah but then it's got like yeah like this la confidential kind of <laughs> score playing yeah. through well, it and all the camera movement is is great too like what paul verhoeven does with it i, I loved yeah and all those scenes too it was yeah. very active and mm-hmm. but they're all back at the at the science center and <laughs> <laughs> plug the ontario science center right here it's good and they don't know that he's killed the guy who is calling everybody, and they all get sort of trapped in there. And he starts basically picking them off one by one. Mm-hmm. First, he he garrotes one of the one of the ladies, yeah, and then puts uh, her in a locker. Puts her in a locker like he's a teenager, <laughs> like it's just so, crazy. so immature. Yeah, and then he attacks the guy from um, uh, the J.J. Abrams guy, yeah. heroes. Yeah. Oh yeah, and he gets a nasty. Boo boo on the side of the head when <laughs> he falls on this big metal like sticking out thing. Yeah, the spikes that they have on the side of the cave aren't aren't conducive to scientific <laughs> research. Really, yeah, he gets like stabbed by the cave. That was brutal. Yeah, I was like, ooh, I know the hit looked so good. I mean, for all the stupid stuff in the movie, some of like the visceral stuff really works. I found. Yeah, and then they all start. It just turns into kind of like a schlocky like B horror movie from here on. Oh out. yeah, they're, they're like picking them in. Like at one point, Kim Dickens yeah. has she's being chased by him and also she's getting blood for the guy who just got his head bashed in she's yeah. getting gallons and gallons of blood she well, has like he, he 16 needs it. gallons <laughs> of blood <laughs> but then she's she like starts, rolling a barrel full of but then she starts ripping it apart and like splashing it everywhere yeah, in so hopes of gets... getting Kevin Bacon splashed so that she can see him. I did kind of like that scene. It's so good. And it's the so footprint, good. like, so she could see the footprints and stuff. I was like, that's so smart, Kim Dickens. But my question is, through this whole movie, like, they have these goggles, which are infrared, where they can see Kevin Bacon. But yeah. they just forget about them? Well, the, or... they put them on at one point. There's one woman who wears it to the bathroom because she's fucking smart. Uh, yeah. And, she, and, she, and they're like, why are you wearing it to the bathroom? She's like... Is fucking Kevin Bacon, guys. and then uh, one of the lady scientists, uh, <laughs> you get to see her go to the bathroom. <laughs> okay, it is like a full scene where she sits down on the toilet and goes to the bathroom and stands up from the toilet and leaves. Like yeah. that's the that's that scene. Yeah, like nothing happens in that scene, but that that was like a page of the script. <laughs> <laughs> so detailed. That it was the first old. page that Paul uh, Verhoeven wrote. He did not write this. Oh, yeah, I know. Whoever wrote oh, it. Oh, man. <laughs> um, yeah, but she's like the smart person on the staff. She's like, you know, I, mean, I, I know who Kevin Bacon is. Like, you know, we, we all kind of get she's the She's a gist. veterinarian. 
Um, no, this this other girl that was like shoved in the locker. Oh yeah, yeah. And so yeah, she's the one who she wanted to shoot him like even before she knew that he was uh, <laughs> evil, right? I mean, just based on you know the regular stuff she knew about him. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was disappointed when she died. She was pretty cool. Yeah, I know. Yeah, and then he kills Kim Dickens too. He uh, first he like shoots her with a tranquilizer and then breaks her neck pretty brutally. Yeah, yeah. I thought she was going to survive because of the tranquilizer dart, and I Me was like, too. oh, maybe she likes will survive in the end. Nope. <laughs> And then he, like, feels her up after, too. Yeah, he wipes his bloody hands off on her chest, oh, which okay. is yeah. horrifying. Then he stabs that, uh, that Joey guy with, uh, with the crowbar. <laughs> Joey Slotnick. Yeah, Slotnick. <laughs> yeah, and he traps Elizabeth Shue in the freezer. And then I like Classic this. Velociraptor uh, <laughs> trap. Classic yeah. Velociraptor. Same thing also happened in Short Circuit 2. Uh, he mm. could have called Fisher Stevens in brownface. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Also, The Shining. So many good freezer freezer scenes, you know. Yeah. This wasn't one of them. No. (laughs) No, No, but I I like where Elizabeth Shue, I think it's pretty clever and cool where Elizabeth Shue, basically, she becomes like the hero of the movie in a very Ellen Ripley sort of way. And she makes this electromagnet. MacGyver, yeah. Out of the, um, what is it? The defibrillator? The, yeah, the defibrillator. Yeah, the last half of this movie is basically alien if the alien was like a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And she's, she slides open the lock and she frees herself from that freezer. And then yeah. she goes after Kevin Bacon to fucking kill him. Yeah, and she like kills him with like, or it seems like she kills him with like a... Fire extinguisher, flamethrower. Yeah. How did she turn that fire extinguisher into a flamethrower? <laughs> like, it was built for the opposite purpose. What the fuck is that science? Like, she's like, oh, you know, the powder that comes out, I'll ignite it. So what? It's like a dial on the side. You switch from, like, putting out fires to making right. them. Right, Guys, right. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. Maybe that's how it works. <laughs> was it, like, uh, a propane tank? And why would they have a propane tank? I don't tank? even know. Uh, yeah, I, I can't remember. So she hits him with the fire, and he goes up in flames, which she, that should kill a person right there. It seems like it would kill a person. <laughs> yeah. uh, and no, then, not if you're invisible, and the, <laughs> apparently. And the, the doors are shutting, and she does this, like crazy action move where she like slides along the ground and then like forces her legs into the door yes. to stop it and then hits him again with the I loved all that stuff I thought that was pretty sweet I know it was it was not at all needed no <laughs> like he would have died he would have been <laughs> like, <laughs> but I was so I mean I was basically over this movie as soon as Kevin Bacon started sexually assaulting people. <laughs> yeah, like so five minutes in. So to see Elizabeth Shue be a badass for yes. a bit was kind of awesome. Yeah. And there's also – he's going to like blow up the lab by centrifuging a bunch of sulfuric acid, which I thought was pretty cool too. Yeah. And then this crazy scene happens where they escape out the elevator through the access tunnel and they're like going to climb out of the underground yeah. science – Lab, and then it turns into like this big action adventure movie. Yeah, and it, the the lab explodes, and it sends the elevator flying up past them. Right, it doesn't send them flying up; just the elevator. Yeah, <laughs> like, they're heavier than the elevator. Yeah, I, okay, well, I didn't. Yeah, and then it comes back down, <laughs> and then after that whole debacle, which they managed to survive, Kevin Bacon comes back. Yeah, how did he survive? The elevator going up and down and the explosion, and then he's, like, all of a sudden above the elevator. That's so weird. Anyway, then uh, they they kill Kevin Bacon. Yeah. They, they kick fry him the bacon. Well, they, they assume, they they assume that he fire. dies. He falls back there. But, again, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. We're in a culture of reboots and remakes and sequels. He could be still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Horrifically burned. Still invisible. You can't see, but it, it's bad. Trust me. If you do, if you feel it, you know, to blind oh people, he's horrific. Yeah. When they, if you do a Jesus face feeling thing. It would just be awful to everyone. And then they make it out. And that's like, as soon as they make it out, there's ambulances there and everything for them. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what? How did they know? There's a senior's home next door. <laughs> they were there for like Mrs. Borstein. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the, to the security guy? Why didn't he call for help the minute they were in lockdown down there? What well, was that security did? guy doing? And that's uh, where they came from? Oh, maybe. But also, like, as soon as they, the like... cops should be there. 
as soon as their bodies hit daylight and you see the ambulances, like basically the credits roll, as it's if the so movie's weird. like, we know. <laughs> we know what we've done yeah. it just like gave up on any resolution yeah yeah mm-hmm. you don't you don't really want more dialogue from these characters do you <laughs> yeah what else uh, do you need yeah you, you need some behind the scenes you need some trivia which i'm just about to give you after this break i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, my name is Blaine, Rob, Rewatchability, and... Uh, you know who we are, you listen to the program. Yeah, I mean, this is in the middle of the program, you should know who we are. We're recording it in the middle of the program. But if you just tuned in halfway through... Right, into a podcast, people, that happens. People don't do that anymore. Yeah. If you like some of the stories you hear on, on Rewatchability, and you'd like to hear us drone on about these stories, and that they never, they never end. Never. No. Uh, so we're going to actually do the never-ending story. <laughs> That's the worst thing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> That was brutal. <laughs> Hopefully the episode goes better than that. But if you want to watch ahead, get ready, yeah. you know, think about your memories or whatever, yeah. then this is your opportunity to do so. Mm-hmm. Great. Now, on to the episode. Welcome back to Rewatchability. We're talking about, about the T.S. Eliot poem, The Hollow Men. No, was it a poem? There was, I think there was a poem. Right. Yeah. Is yeah. that where it came from? I think so. I think that's where the title came from. At least, maybe. I don't, it doesn't fucking matter. Did, this, anybody, this movie is so bad. Did, did anybody tell Paul Verhoeven that invisible and hollow don't mean the same thing? <laughs> well, no, his soul was hollow. Oh. Because he was terrible to women. <laughs> so the invisibility is incidental. To the title, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if the invisibility oh thing didn't happen, it would pretty much be the same movie. Kevin Bacon still gets fucking awful because he's just an awful person. I have a question. Okay. I, I was about to start with trivia, but you can start with the questions first. That's good. I mean, Kevin Bacon's invisible, right? But Not in real life. Okay. That answers my question. <laughs> <laughs> you really nipped that one in the bud. No way. Sorry. What's your question? I mean, he still has to eat and drink stuff. So when he eats or drinks something, like, doesn't it just like sit and float around in his like stomach? Well, no. There was there was one scene where he threw up. Exactly. And the throw up was invisible. But this is like what they describe this invisibility as is cellular quantum shifting. Yeah. So his cells shifted. That is does mean because. Things that come in contact with him don't shift as well because he touches people. Yeah. We see yeah. that a lot in this fucking movie. <laughs> he would uh, – So like he – his stuff inside would be uh, gross. He would be like a floating sack of Twinkies slowly being turned into turd. <laughs> well, that's what happens in Memoirs of an Invisible Man. Like you see it happening right. and you see the mastication in the, in the mouth and stuff. That was pretty cool. Uh, this this movie doesn't address that. No. Who would have thought between the two Invisible Man movies, the one starring Chevy Chase would be the less dickish character? <laughs> <laughs> uh, God. <laughs> All right. So question number one for you guys. This film is not based on a book at all, thank God. But a Dan Simon's novel, the rights to it were published for this film. So why was that? Wait, you mean question. they bought the rights to another book? Yeah, they bought the rights to another book for this film. Oh. Did it have the same title? Boom. That's it. Yeah. It was Hollow, Hollow Man. Yeah. And they didn't want, I guess, Dan Simons to be like, that's not my book. <laughs> 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 no one wants to get confused between this movie and like the thing that they worked so hard to create. I, I don't know who Dan Simons <laughs> is, but I imagine it's a sort of like airport – bookstore rack yeah, sort of thing that's what I imagine with too. the exact same level of artistry and skill demonstrated in this film but how bad would it be if it wasn't if it was like a really literary like personal memoir right. and then this movie bought the rights and then like put like the movie cover on the book where it's like the poster <laughs> after my wife died I became a hollow man <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Oh, man. Good job. Good job. Question number two. Kevin Bacon and Josh Brolin have starred in eight comic book movies between the two of them oh. together. Uh, That's sad. I know. They're both really great actors and fucking – What's wrong with comic book movies? I know. You know what. You know what Just right. grumble, grumble, <laughs> grumble. I don't want to uh, talk about it. I'm not trying to offend anybody. <laughs> we just lost half of our listeners. Thank you very much. Name four of these comic book movies. Oh, I thought you were going to say name all of them. Uh, you can try. Jonah Hex? Jonah Hex is one of them. Josh Brolin. Uh, well, all the Thanos movies. How many of those are there? 17. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Infinity War. Yeah. Endgame. Deadpool. And, uh, the first Avengers. Two. Right? I think it was just Guardians of the Galaxy. But maybe the first Avengers, too. Yeah, I think it's at the end of the first yeah? Avengers. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. And uh, X-Men First Class. X-Men First Class. For Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. yeah. Kevin Bacon was also in R.I.P.D., which was a comic book movie. Oh. Which no looked one saw really that. awful. Mm. Uh, when you say comic book, you have to specify whether you mean like real comic book, Marvel DC, or other comic book. I can't believe your first thought was Jonah Hex. Yeah. <laughs> like, literally, J- Josh Brolin was just in like the biggest movie of the year, yeah. and you're like Jonah. He was, Jonah he was in, Hex he was in Deadpool the too. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's right, another yeah, yeah. comic book movie. Yeah, and he was uh, that. and he was also in Men in Black Three. Oh, well, that's right. Which yeah. is based on comic books. No. So there you go. Men in Black, Men in Black, and R.I.P.D. like seem like the same story. Yeah. It was just one was with ghosts instead of aliens. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anyway. that was stupid. Mm. For the last one, one of those two writers of this movie, one of the writers, uh, Andrew Marlowe, went on to write movies starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Harrison Ford. They were uh, End of Days and Air Force One. Okay. So he, well, Air Force One was before this, though. So. Air Force One, yeah. And uh, the other writer, uh, Gary Scott Thompson, went on to write one of the biggest action fr- franchises of all time. What's his name? Uh, Gary Scott Thompson, which is brain candy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which is uh, one of the kids in the halls alter egos. <laughs> um, I don't know. Fast and the Furious. Yeah, you're right. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good wow. guess. yeah. Good guess. Good guess. Uh, yeah, he wrote uh, he wrote Fast and the Furious and has written all the subsequent Fast and Furious as well. Really? Oh. Or you know, had a hand in them, producing them. Uh, so pedigree. yeah, yeah, I know that came from this stupid fucking anyway. So some of the behind the scenes to this movie, I watched uh, one of the kind of the behind the scenes documentary, and people oh, talking about Paul Verhoeven is one of the funnier things ever because they don't know how to like. <laughs> Paul <laughs> is <laughs> a lot of people, great. A lot of people said he was like a kid on set. A lot of people said uh, he was he was very active. People, some actors were like, he gives you line readings on every fucking line. So that wasn't, that wasn't great. Josh Brolin had this to say. He's a passionate person. He reminds me of a kid with autism who keeps hitting his head. Ooh. I know, Josh Brolin. That quote does not age well, man. <laughs> That's not nice. So even the documentary about this movie has not aged well. No, no. It's just fucking horrible. Everything around this movie. Hollow Man. <laughs> the making of Hollow Man. We talked about it when we did Basic Instinct, like that story where he told Sharon Stone to take off her underwear for that, you know, the famous Basic Instinct scene. Yeah. And told her like, yeah, we can see the, you know, the outline of your underwear. You're not supposed to have any on. It's like, don't worry, we we won't be able to see anything else. And then like, she didn't find out how much you actually saw until like the premiere of the movie. And she like went up to the projection booth and like slapped Paul Verhoeven. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. That guy seems like a fucking asshole. Do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's uh, not great. He does he does give line readings for everything. He like acts everything out for everyone. <laughs> um, and if you don't do it exactly like he says, it's more takes, more takes, more takes. So I he does he, like, wigs for the female characters too. <laughs> so it takes a long time. <laughs> it's it's awkward. Well, he also said like this is the only movie of his he can't defend. <laughs> yeah, you read that. Yeah. He's, well, he he said that it wasn't. I I, I heard that he said that this was a, a movie he regrets because he doesn't feel like it's his film. Like any director could have done this film. It doesn't feel like it's mm. Paul Verhoeven's take on The Hollow Man. Uh, so I think it is. <laughs> I think it definitely yeah. is. But, you know, he says something like someone asked him about sh- 
if he regretted Showgirls or something, he said, "I I can I still defend Showgirls, but I I can't defend Hollow Man or something <laughs> to that effect." We weren't asking about Hollow Man. Yeah, why do you keep on bringing up Hollow Just Man? Just to make this clear, Hollow Man is trash, and I regret it. <laughs> Go see Showgirls. Oh, man. The, uh, the set was kind of creepy, too, because the creepiness of the character of the invisible man, Paul Verhoeven hid speakers around the set for Kevin Bacon to talk through in the scenes so that uh, the voices would be coming from everywhere and and nowhere and, and to freak out the actors as they were doing their, their hmm. scenes. The, <laughs> the other... Uh, the other funny thing is Kevin Bacon agreed to do this movie because he thought it would be an easy paycheck. He was like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, I'm not in half the movie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, is, this is perfect. And then they started and that was the agreement. And then they, Paul Verhoeven started directing and he was like, we need the actor to be invisible in these scenes. So Kevin Bacon had to – Andy Serkis hadn't been born yet. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. Kevin Bacon, not not just a green suit. He was painted from head to toe – uh, green. Uh, he had green contacts on that that uh, that made his eyes fully green, and they painted his teeth and tongue green uh. so that he would be green for the green screen. That all sounds yeah. fucking horrible. Yeah. You, I was gonna say like every day. I do not recommend watching this movie, but I hundred percent recommend watching the behind the scenes footage on yes. YouTube. <laughs> uh, or actually, I wrote an article once with behind the scenes stuff, and I made a yeah. bunch of funny uh, gifs of the. Uh, oh really? That's great. That. And it is it is yeah. There's he's. <laughs> Scenes where he's chasing Elizabeth Shearer, like trying to like make out with her, and he he just looks so ridiculous. It's so fu- and he's like I don't know the behind the scenes stuff that I saw. He's kind of having fun. Like uh, I went to the Joey's blog, and he had Joey uh, Slotnick. Yeah, yeah, and he had like a oh. video of him being told how to get stabbed by Paul Verhoeven. And it was, it was a long scene of him being like, okay, so I get stabbed and then I grab the bar. And he's like, yes, yes, give it one second, no more. And like, just very specific. And Kevin Bacon is fully blue. His hair is in blue knots. Uh, and he looks like one, like a children's entertainer, <laughs> um, like one of the doodle bops. And he just like pops into the scene is like shrugs. He's like, whoop. It just seems like it's a weird kids show, the behind the scenes footage of this movie, when yeah. this movie is anything but. He 100% didn't need to be. No, he didn't need that. to be there. Yeah. And like, there's a bunch of things where he's like, yeah, because when the, sh- when the like uh, sheet is wrapped around me, like you can tell it's me acting in that sheet. And then you watch the scene, and you're like, no, you fucking can't. <laughs> like, it was useless to have you there. Get a better agent, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> so. So yeah, I feel bad for him. So there was like he was painted all blue for smoke scenes. He was and uh, yeah, just the smoke scenes. He was painted all green for normal scenes, and then any scenes with water, he was painted all black. So everything uh, contacts, his hair, uh, teeth, everything was painted black for those scenes too. And Mick uh, Jagger did it himself. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So yeah, so the there were some alternate casting. Oh. oh, do yeah. tell. Well, the, for Elizabeth Shue's part, J Lo was was thought to be Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, was going to be in that in that part. And then two guys were going to go for the Kevin Bacon part. Ed Norton was was going to do it. Okay, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah, other guys you can see kind of being not great. Um, and have to rename the movie Edward Norton's Hollow Man. <laughs> <laughs> In this one, Hollow Man's the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of the, the other things are kind of they got investigated by the ASPCA for that dog scene. Oh really? Uh, yeah, because they thought that Paul Verhoeven <laughs> was just crazy enough if he treated woman that way. Uh, we better change the script. <laughs> yeah, that he would kill a dog, and it looks really bloody yeah, and gross uh, on the heat cam thing. So they they investigated it, and he shot showed them the raw footage of of Kevin Bacon handing off a real dog to someone off screen, and then getting a dummy and splashing it around in that mm-hmm. cage. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just so stupid. The other thing is that Elizabeth Shue. Broke her Achilles tendon on this on this oh, movie. No. Ooh, bad tendon. Yeah, especially with that last name. That's yeah. <laughs> um, so she had to be off off uh, offset for like two to six weeks. Oh man, uh, varying reports of how long it was. And so the production was like, oh, we should just hire Jennifer Lo- uh, Jennifer Lopez oh. to come in and take over. <laughs> like, let's hire the woman that played the first uh, girlfriend yes. in Back to the Future. <laughs> 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 yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. And there's a whole bunch of things that people think that Kevin Bacon saying we can't uh, – or her saying time travel hasn't been invented yet in this movie is her nodding to Back to the Future that she right. was in. And there's a lot of other things, nodding to Memoirs of the Invisible Man and a bunch of Hitchcock, like Rear Window because Paul Verhoeven's a, a Hitchcock buff. But I don't know if those were actual illusions. I think it might have just been people making – connecting dots that – might not be there. Yeah. 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 Did you do any research about the sequel? I did not at all. Have you seen the sequel? No. <laughs> but I, I did like read a thing about it. Yeah. I, uh, I read enough to see that Christian Slater was in it. It's Christian Slater what? and Peter Facinelli. Yes. And Christian Slater is like the bad guy. I think he's going around killing people. Okay. He's invisible. Yeah. And then – Peter Facinelli is like the cop and he realizes that the only way to catch the invisible man is to also take the invisibility Whoa. serum. What? How does that work? <laughs> how does how does that goddamn work? And they said the thing I read said they also tried to get, you know, like cram in, you know, creepiness and nudity like in the original, but in in very weird ways. Like they talked about in one scene the Christian Slater is invisible in like a teenager's room who like makes a sex tape with her boyfriend while he's there and they can't see him but it's like he doesn't it's not him you know stalking her or anything he's like in that room like surveilling someone as part of another evil scheme and that just (laughs) randomly happens while he's there well yeah because in the paul verhoeven verse everyone is fucking everyone all the time like right is happening if there's two people of of that find each other vaguely attractive they're going to do it in the scene, if they're in there. Yes. That's so funny. That's so weird that that's the – and does he – like is there any anything else in the movie? Do they oh, probably. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just read like a, a yeah. brief article no. about about kind of what happens in it. But yeah. uh, it, it did not. Surprisingly, Hollow Man 2, the straight-to-DVD <laughs> movie, does not sound great. No. <laughs> <laughs> but this movie like I guess was successful enough to it was. Uh, warrant a – a yeah. sequel. Yeah, yeah, it made kind of uh, $20 million over budget, all in all. It was kind of a failure here, but uh, not a failure. It, it, it was it was middling to fair, and then it did some overseas stuff too. So, yeah, it, it did all right. But, mm-hmm. And that's part of like Paul Verhoeven's defense of it. It's like, it did all right, but it wasn't my movie. It's like the quote from him. I bet it rings hollow. Oh, mm. man. Yes. I tried to add to this. <laughs> also, if I were going to write like a caddy review, like a Gene Shalit review, my headline would have been Sleepy Hollow. Ooh. Oh, nice. nice. This is boring. It was boring. <laughs> Why is it so long? I don't know. It took so long to make, too, because they had to do all these passes on each scene. They had a robot arm that would memorize the movements of the of the cameraman and then automatically redo the, do those movements without anyone in the scene. So they could have the invisible person in there. So like every scene was done two or three times for the same amount of takes. So like it was such a long process to make this movie and it ended up being like just stupid. That makes me sad. I know. (laughs) It's like like so much work went into this. I don't know if you watch that. No, you don't watch Game of Thrones. But they had that documentary, like a feature length documentary about – the making of the last season mm. and just so much insane work. They basically like replicated an entire city, Jesus. like built a city so it could be destroyed. And it's just like so With much insane work went into it. Be, you know, all in service of like two dudes that wrote this <laughs> dumb, in my opinion, dumb script. It's just yeah. like, oh man. The same with this is like, you know, like we've said, like a 15-year-old boy yeah. came up with this dumb idea. And now, like, there's an army of technicians trying to figure out how to realize that on film. It's just <laughs> it's just depressing. I know. I mean, you look at, you look at the behind-the-scenes of Jurassic Park and you're like, yes, this you should have put that much work into this because the story is so great and you made it so memorable. Mm-hmm. And, and this, you just want to forget at the moment you've seen it. And I think we all did forget at the moment we saw it. Well, I uh, think if we'd remembered, we remembered it was – Bad enough not to rewatch. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I thought there'd be, you know, I I was happy to rewatch it or to do it on the show just because I thought there'd be a lot to talk about. Yeah, but I mean, it it was like worse than I remembered. Like like more uh, more severe and and more poorly told. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's everything about this movie. Well, I think I think shit. that's what Ebert got it right. It just seemed mean and vicious. Like it just didn't yeah. seem like it was coming from any perspective that was trying to make the world better or tell like a fascinating story 
it just seemed mean spirited. Like I think like a version of this movie could be made today. Like yeah. there could be a movie about like you know to use a, a phrase that's used a lot like toxic masculinity and yeah. especially you know in the past couple of years me too like we found out you know those who have, of us who have been uh, fortunately oblivious to a lot of the awful things mm-hmm. going on. We're not fortunate to be oblivious, but you know, we haven't experienced it ourselves to learn about all of these kind of horrible uh, occurrences kind of lurking under the veneer of a lot of uh, professions and institutions. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I feel like there is a movie where you, there is a version of hollow man where you can kind of make the journey of this character kind of an allegory for that truth but uh the this movie was not that but this movie's trying to make that fun and i think right. that's where yeah, yeah. i think that's where it like crosses the line is that it's like trying to make all the all the rape and sexual assault and just the awfulness of this movie it's it's trying to be like that's the fun that's like the fun of this movie that you can have watching it and it's not it i, I think like as as far as Paul Verhoeven taking using extremes to really show us something about society, like he tried to maybe he tried to do that on this, but it definitely falls short of doing that. Well, I think also yeah. like he tries to in a way like indict the audience for right. like because with with like the rape scene, the whole sort of beginning of that, like he does film in this kind of like sexy way like it's you know what i mean like he kind of frames it in this uh you know this voyeuristic like you don't know exactly where it's going but it it starts out in you know it's almost like a like a softcore kind of movie or something and then it, it devolves into this you know horrible you know, really, uh, like we said, graphic rape mm-hmm. scene. So I feel like in a way he's trying to say, like, he's trying to almost punish the audience for, for yeah. viewing the early sort of voyeuristic part of that, like, like the Hitchcock rear window kind of gaze that, mm-hmm. that he gives the camera. But again, like, I don't, I don't feel like I'm responsible for that because that's how he frames it. You know what I mean? Well, and it's also like it could have been framed better if he didn't already have like sexual assault in this piece. If like you saw Kevin Bacon watching people as the Invisible Man, and you and you were like, I guess maybe my base desires might make me do that too. Like it would be voyeuristic porn or whatever, and like maybe you could try to start squaring that with yourself and be like, oh, maybe that would be I'd be a bad person, and then go into this voyeuristic like thing where he basically makes the audience rape someone like that might have like made us question things a little bit more yeah they shoot it from his perspective a lot of that scene like Mm -hmm. you're seeing through kevin bacon's eyes which i think is meant to be uncomfortable yeah and i think it's meant to like force us to consider like our you know those dark parts of ourselves as an audience but i think it's good that it doesn't just it doesn't infer or imply that the invisibility serum is making him a bad person or making him like an right. evil person. Like he is that person from the beginning. Like as I think we said, it's basically just that he has this little bit more power and so he no longer has to abide by society's rules. Yeah. So yeah. I mean I think that's a responsible point to make is that yeah, like awful people get – power mm-hmm. and then they use it to do awful things well yeah and I, I i think sometimes the script was trying to do that too like when he said like i'm god like that's the he can do whatever he wants yeah. already and he does do whatever he wants already in this fucking movie before he's invisible and then it gives him permission to do more but it just didn't come together and it wasn't yeah. a slow enough build for us to be implicated in it. And again, like looking at it from now where we're finding out like how awful like certain people that we didn't know were awful yeah. are. Like, like, like have him be at the beginning, have him be like the John Lasseter of, of scientists where everyone kind of <laughs> likes him and he, right. you know, yeah, the general yeah. public like – but even like the generals that he's talking to at the beginning are like, you're kind of an asshole and a creep, but <laughs> but you did crack this invisibility thing. Yeah, they're like, we've given you your privacy. <laughs> um, so do you guys think this is rewatchable, Rob? Absolutely not. 
Okay. <laughs> no, I thought it was no. a really terrible, yeah. not fun, not enjoyable movie. I think it tries to do things that it doesn't really have the business doing as like a sci-fi thriller. Right. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I can sort of see what Paul Verhoeven was going for, but I don't think I'll watch this one again. I, you know, yeah. I think it uh, it's bad. It's I don't. It makes me. I hate it. I tried to watch it. <laughs> just, just so tongue-tied with your hate. Well, I mean, they don't even give you really any likable characters to root for. I mean, I no. think in the end, like, you can root for Elizabeth Shue and she becomes the protagonist. But at the beginning, like, so much of it is just like, why do I have to be around Kevin Bacon's shitty fucking dude? Yeah, well, even Elizabeth Shue's character is just the woman between these two men who yeah. are doing science. Like, she does no fucking science herself. Like, that's a horrible character that you just wrote for Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. Fuck yourself. <laughs> anyway, what about, what about you, JM? Burn it. Yeah. Burn it all on the ground. <laughs> Elizabeth Shue, if you have a reverse fire extinguisher, <laughs> no, I love this El- movie. I love Elizabeth Shue. She's I great. actually think she's, she's great. She's, awesome she's the one, you know, kind of thing about this movie that kind of pops and has like a little bit of life other than that is yeah as a thriller it's boring yeah as a uh yeah as if it's trying to probe any of these more serious issues that it maybe tries to wrestle with i think it does so poorly and i think like you said it tries to do in a movie that's also trying to be fun yeah (laughs) which is weird like it's it's both yeah it's trying to be introspective but it's also just schlocky garbage and Mm -hmm. uh it's awful. No one should watch this movie. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we spent an hour on it. Really, I'm really <laughs> glad we, but, yeah, no, it's not It's not rewatchable. I, there's so many better Elizabeth Shue movies. There's so many better Kevin Bacon movies. There's so many better Paul Verhoeven movies. And I think this might be the worst movie that either of those writers wrote. So there's so much better stuff out there to consume two hours of your time. Watch Memoirs of the Invisible Man. I just rewatched that. It was. It has its problems. It is problematic too. But uh, okay, one movie review per episode. But, <laughs> but, but it's at least there's some jokes in it. Anyway, I'm gonna say this is this is one of the least rewatchable movies we've ever done. Well, I, I mean, I don't think any of us really thought it was good to begin with. No, it didn't yeah. like slide on the scale, but it definitely slid further down the scale than I remember. Yeah. 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 So that's it for rewatchability this week. Thank you so much for joining in and listening to us talk about this horrible movie. Everyone's gone. Yeah. No, no one's listening. No one's here. And you can find us on patreon.com slash rewatchability. You can talk to us on Twitter and Facebook at rewatchability. And you can get some t-shirts at Public. And you can join us next week for uh, another great movie. Another great movie? <laughs> A better movie. <laughs> A better movie. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.